boys and girls, happy Monday. I need you all to gather around the campfire. And by campfire, I mean basically the mountain like next to my house that's literally on fire because yesterday there was the Emmys. And I know a lot of you are probably like, wait, wait, the Emmys happened? Yes. The Emmys did in fact happen. And we have, in honor of this camping theme that I have just inflicted upon this, we have a lot to unpack. Today's theme, if you will, besides camping apparently, is going to be priorities. I feel like this show and how everything kind of trickled down and shook out really was an indication of my priorities, your priorities, celebrities' priorities, studios' priorities, and networks' priorities. Also, what the hell are E! News' priorities? What? Did Juliana Rancic and Vivica A. Fox get sent off to SpaceX on the hour the pre-show was supposed to start? What the hell happened? And for those of you who are my little conspiracy theorists, that is going to be the finale, my friends, because I have a little insider intel, perhaps, on that one. I'm going to start us off today by telling a little story. I don't think I will ever forget one of my times being at the Emmy Awards. Now, I'm not talking a viewing party nearby with some champagne. I'm talking sweating near, if not on, Chrissy Teigen. First of all, I want to show you this, okay? This in and of itself kind of proves how just like holding it, right? Ugh, you're like, oh, this is what they give you when you go to the Emmys. I still have this. I think this was from two years ago. It is like a, an envelope with that has Emmys on it. And inside, it's like this whole pamphlet. Like you're going to Disney World, but on crack. Look at they give you this little thing to wear around your neck. It has a photo on it. It's like this plastic card for those of you listening. And then it has like security measures written on the inside of the flaps. And it has two tickets inside. One that says the Emmys, Governor's Ball Under the Stars, and it's all, see, with little gold stars all over it. And then this one is the actual ticket, which has your C, and it has, like, the stat, right? The glitz and the glitz. Ah! I know. Just holding it. I'm like, what memories? So here's the deal. You go to the Emmys. And you're inside, it's at the Microsoft Theater. It is just a feast for the eyes and the ears and the nostrils and your whole sensory experience. Because everywhere you look, there is a celebrity dressed in a, with jewels and in a ball gown or drinking champagne, talking to each other. It's like that feeling when you see a teacher outside of school, but on steroids. I remember I was actually in line at the bar to get a water, yes, a water, and Justin Hartley was in front of me with his then fiance, I think Chriselle, that's a whole other ball of wax, but he and Chriselle were together at the time, and we were just kind of shooting the shit, because I had interviewed him before, and I'm like, here's Justin Hartley in his tux, ordering a drink at the bar right in front of me, right? Then you're inside the venue. And you see the cameras and you see the guests. And like I said, you see like, this is an example, but like Larry David is bent over talking to Jane Lynch. And then you see the cast of Stranger Things all like hanging out and having a good time bonding over Demogorgons. I was sitting in the audience and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna shenagle my way 
around this bitch because I was there as a reporter and I was getting paid to see what all of these celebrities, what they were talking to each other about and mingling about and drinking, et cetera. So this bitch got in the first row and got in the action. Now, what you guys don't see is that in each commercial break, everyone stands up, they mingle, they talk, they move around. So I pretended to the producers to be a seat filler. This producer has a headset and he's like, okay, okay, right here, right here. So I just sit quick. Next thing I know, I have Chrissy Teigen and John Legend to my left. And what I, who I came to found out, find out later was Alec Baldwin's wife to my right. I remember just sitting there and looking at the stage right on top of me. I was shitting my pants. I'm not going to lie to you. Because it's this whole larger than life production. And I'm looking and I'm like, I, it's a stone's throw. It's right there. If I so much as sneeze or pee, it is going to be on this broadcasted event. You see the cameras and the little microphone come up out of the stage and the presenters and then the winners walk right by you and you're right in it. Then I was like, ah, oh, the front row. Oh uh, yeah, it's okay. But I feel like you have to like be on it. I can't like really lay back and be like my trailer park self. So I shenagled my way back into the bathroom that was backstage. Behind me in line to the bathroom is Elizabeth Moss and her, I think it was like a long red gown, very Handmaid's Tale theme. I'm literally washing my hands with Sandra Oh, bonding about how like we're all in the, like you gotta do what you gotta do and we're all pissing in these ball gowns in this tiny little bathroom backstage, right? Then after the show, all of the celebrities, we all funnel into this, it's like this Gatsby over the top. It's called the governor's ball. And it's where the, the guests go after the show. And there's an orchestra and there is champagne aflowing. There is hors d'oeuvres. There is tuna tartare beyond your wildest dreams. The reason I tell you this is because no one is pretending. No one is pretending that we don't love this over-the-top, extravagant, glamorous, larger-than-life machine that is Hollywood. That said, this year is a, it, it is like Satan's best friend. It is his love child. Should we have even have had the Emmys? People will argue, why, guys? Can't Hollywood take a backseat for once do celebrities really always need this attention? I feel split. Jimmy Kimmel hosted the show in an empty Staples Center, which like, by the way, did he need the whole Staples Center to himself? That in and of itself is arguable. What they did was they had the nominees basically zoom in from their houses. Some of them had little, you know, viewing parties, etc. Now, Jimmy in his speech acknowledged, which I thought I was like, okay, okay, fair. He acknowledged in the scheme of what's going on right now, this is not important. And I was like, for once, yes, for once being in this business, we can acknowledge that we love how frivolous and over the top and extravagant it is when it's the right time. For once I was like, oh my God, someone is acknowledging that there is suffering and pain and this is not, we don't necessarily need this, right? But he said, and I agree, people need entertainment arguably now more than ever. And people really did turn to TV this year to escape. So here's where it comes down to priorities. 
look, at the end of the day, this shit is still a business. It's like sports, right? Sports is, they're still going on into the, in the capacity they can. It's a business. So my feeling is the reason these studios, cause I know a lot of people initial reaction where I didn't even know the Emmys were happening this year. Wait, what? It just seems out of place and weird. Normally I would be swamped with events leading up to the, to the show. I'd be at the show. I'd be at the after parties. I didn't even know they were happening until the day before, but these studios and these networks, they're going to try to continue to have the show. Was it genuinely because they think people need, you know, a little escape maybe, but they still need to make their money. They have their sponsorships. They're not just going to throw in the towel and say, forget it this year. Now I took a poll on my Instagram and I asked you, what did you guys think of Jimmy Kimmel saying that? Was it perfect? Did it strike the right tone or was it still tone deaf? 71% of you guys said that it was still tone deaf. And the ones who said it was perfect, I think most of you, most of them were in this business. So interpret that how you will. When it comes to our priorities, I did a little research. I did some homework. It seems like <laughs> I wasn't the only one who didn't know the Emmys were happening. Only 5 million people watch them this year. That was the average. That was down double digits from last year, which was already the lowest record of views. I don't know what that says about people just didn't know. My feeling is people are like, bitch, I have bigger fish to fry than to watch so-and-so prance around in a gown. I got to figure out where my next check is coming from, assholes. Before I get into where I really feel that the mark was missed, there were some good things. Being in the entertainment industry and being out of work this whole time, I am glad that this production went on and gave people work. Gorgeous. Also, I thought this was cute. I thought this was cute. They had essential workers. Uh, they had like a UPS guy. They had a teacher announce some of the nominees and the winners. Cute. But again, you guys should be doing this. So I'm not going to start to give you a blowjob. Another thing is that the show raised about $2 million that they donated to No Kid Hungry, which is excellent. That is something that they should be doing when I'm about to get into where I feel like they missed the mark in a minute. Someone brought to my attention, you know, well, they raised this money for No Kid Hungry. Okay, but does that excuse the behavior that I'm about to lay out for you all like a red carpet pun? intended. The other thing is quickly before I get into this, people in the industry will argue it was still okay to do the show because it's, it's not fair to these creators and this talent and these people who have worked so hard and you know, they're used to every year being acknowledged in this way with awards in such a public forum. Yes and no. I mean, my issue with that is, and I said this on my Instagram story last night and you guys were like, woo! There are so many people who do their jobs every day and they don't need public validation. They keep on going, they keep on keeping on. You have teachers, you have firefighters, you have your local dentist, you have your vets. I'm just saying. They don't have the registered nurse awards. So do these people really, really, really need it that badly? They can't just like take a year and be like, you know what? It's been a rough year. Let's just like announce the winners online. They can do a little video from home if they want with their award, accepting it and call it a day. This is the good part. This is where 
I mean, it's all good and sexy, right? But this is where I feel like particularly passionate about. Seeing as how (laughs) this year is unlike any year, you know, and I know that Jesus is rolling in his grave. If he could come back again, this motherfucker's like, nope, nope, you guys, you made your bed, you deal. It is that bad, right? In all seriousness, look, people are dying. What, we have a quarter million people who have died in this country from this disease. We have people uprooting their lives, kids who can't go to school, millions of people who are unemployed. Why? Why? This is back to the priorities, the priorities of these celebrities. Why do I need to see you guys in your jewels, in full-blown ball gowns? Why do you still need that attention? Like we all know celebs need attention. I've been around many of them and I've been around them a long time. We know this, right? It's like the cutesy joke. But guys, like you couldn't have any chill this year. Some did. There were people who were like, I felt like they struck it perfect. There was Linda Cardellini, Christina Applegate. I think Mark Ruffalo with his family. All of these people were in, you know, nice outfits, a nice blouse, a nice, you know, button up in their homes next to a fireplace with a bookcase behind them. Perfect. And I get it. You want to respect the Academy. That's another argument. People say, well, you can't show up and and sweat. You're being honored. You have to respect the organization that's honoring you. I agree. That's fair. But then you have people like Tracy Ellis Ross, for example, she had a head to toe ball gown and she put a red carpet in her yard. And I could see how it's cute and funny. And she's like, you know, I had a fun time, blah, blah, blah. Just why? Also, Samantha Bee did the same thing. Why? Also, this insinuates that celebrities actually like red carpets. Okay, let me tell you, they dodge that shit faster than you can say Wuhan. They are doing a straight up triathlon down that shit. Here I am again with priorities. I saw, and this is probably stuff that they didn't show on TV. Reese Witherspoon with maybe she posted on her story about four or five glam squad people around her. They all had masks doing her glam, her hair, her makeup, and they were outside. And she even wrote on it, COVID test, mask, check, check, check. Okay, okay, fair. But also, do we need to see you doing your glam? Do we? The other night I went out with a friend, because for those of you who may know, I'm leaving LA, which I'm going to discuss in a later episode. It's going to be Firetown. Bitches are about to pop off. I got dressed up for the occasion. We went to dinner and I thought to myself, I almost put a photo of myself dressed up on my Instagram story. And even I, who had what, a couple thousand followers, I was like, I'm not... I just feel weird. There are people who are still feeling comfortable going out, people who are home, people that's from me. And then you go on like, say Issa Rae, right? She's another one. I was like, you have to be kidding me. First of all, she and the Insecure cast had the entire SoFi stadium to themselves. She's from Inglewood. It's in Inglewood, California. It's the new football stadium they're building there, which in and of itself, I was like, again, with the extra on her Instagram story, I'm reading it off my notes. She literally said, one Rona, don't stop, no show. She has no mask on and she has at least five people simultaneously doing her hair, her makeup, and her nails inside this stadium. Missing the mark on so many levels here, okay? One, back to what I said earlier, read the room. Read the room. We don't even know if we can 
buy makeup. No amount of Ulta coupons are going to save us right now. Why? Why do you feel the need? We get it. We get it that you have an entourage, you know, waiting on you hand and foot. We get it. Okay. The other thing is in California, very controversial, very hot topic issue, the tier system and what's closed and what's not. We just had, whether you like her or not, We just had this huge story with Nancy Pelosi getting caught red-handed in Northern California at a hair salon with no mask, getting her hair done. Here are these celebrities yet again. Rules don't apply with them. Rules don't apply. So you guys are okay to do it? Not that you're at a salon per se, but it's the same idea, right? You're sitting here with no mask with a million people plucking your stray hairs. Here's what's actually going on in California. Again, with my research, Gavin Newsom, he has a four tier system and it is like the punchline right now, right? And it is for a reason. Basically when dinosaurs roam the earth again, this guy will reopen this place. Every county is different, okay? LA County is in the purple tier. There's purple, red, orange, and yellow. Purple being the worst and the least open, yellow being the best and the more open. Okay. Right now, uh, Los Angeles County and most of California is in purple. So here's what purple means. Okay. I wrote this shit down. Hair salons open indoors with modifications, which means they might only have you in there. They might have you and another customer. I've passed many. I live right by Ventura Boulevard. You guys know Ventura Boulevard from Tom Petty. Okay. Poppin street. Well, it was pre COVID. There's dry bar, there's hair salons. I have, yeah, I have maybe seen like one customer in each, each time I've passed. Now, any other personal services, nails, makeup, those are outdoor only. This is what we're looking at with the restrictions right now. These celebrities, glam squad aplenty, no masks. Guys, come on, come on, do better. This is where, this is where you're missing the mark. My very good friend, Shalar, who's been on this show, she's been in Hollywood for 20 years. She's a working actress. This, she and I were talking about it last night, and this was brilliant. She said it felt very Hunger Games-y. It's like we are the have-nots and they're the haves, right? It's very like that weird, like poor people versus like, you know, Elizabeth Banks in the Capitol, right? In the Hunger Games. It's like, we're all watching and we're like literally scraping pennies together, getting furloughed, getting sick, losing loved ones. And then we're watching these people have parties, have champagne, have their glam in gowns, be in jewels, not adhering to mass social distancing, Zendaya is another one. As stunning as she was and as stoked I am about her huge win, 24 years old, black woman, won an Emmy. Incredible. And don't try to make this a black woman thing, guys. No, stop it. I called out Reese Witherspoon's another one with the glam squad. I'm just saying. This was your chance to show that you were in human and just be a little chill. This is actually a man-woman thing too. Because all the men, it made me be like, are women just inherently extra? Because all the, like the men, I feel like played it perfectly. They were in their houses and a nice outfit, some with family, chill. 
still being respectful yet not over the top. No, the woman, they had to do fake red carpets in the, their yards and couture gowns. Oftentimes I say that people are too hard on celebrities, right? The cancel culture. It's like they can't win. We get it. You want to celebrate. But could you reel it back just a little bit just this year? Just this year when people who admire you and look up to you want to see that you are in fact human like them. And then you had people who bowed out all together, you know, when it would show the nominees, it would just be a still photo of them. And I don't know about you, but when I saw it, I know Michael Douglas was one of them. I kind of was like, I respect it. But then I saw, you know, Schitt's Creek Sweep, which I was excited about because I've met the cast many, many times. They are the sweetest, kindest people in Hollywood. They don't take their craft lightly. I know this show was a labor of love for them and it's freaking genius. Another argument though is like my friend came in last night, right? And we're just shooting the shit talking about it. And he's like, yeah, so, so much for diversity. Take that and run with run with that how you will. I just suggest that you don't run into any mountains that are smoky in Los Angeles. Lastly, the priorities of these networks. Obviously, they wanted the show to go on. Now, the day before the Emmys, I read a variety piece about how these networks were going to proceed with their pre-shows with their after shows etc i actually did think that the emmys production itself aside from i thought the staple center thing was a little extra i'm not gonna lie they said it's because and when you're at these shows by the way i've gotten lost outside of a lot of award shows like the golden globes and i was in the dumpster at the beverly hilton and then in the kitchen all of the news vans with their feeds are outside of the venue So they said with the Staples Center, obviously without guests, they were able to more smoothly do that whole process. And okay. I actually thought compared to the VMAs, the VMAs felt very apocalyptic and like weird and clearly, you know, pre-taped. I actually thought that the Emmys did a pretty decent job. They had, you know, having the, the nominees in their homes and reacting on the spot. Two things. One, people did feel like not only Kimmel as the host, but celebrities could have acknowledged our dire situation in the pandemic and this unprecedented year a little bit more and been a little bit more compassionate. This is where, again, I see that it is, you know, I see the two sides because one, if they don't, we're like, why can you be a little bit more compassionate? And some did, some did get political, some did reference, you know, injustices and BLM. But then I see, you know, if they do, if they say, you know, this is a tough year for all of us, I could see where as an audience member, you're like, bitch, yeah, tell me that while you're drinking a pina colada in your infinity pool. The other thing is too, the trophy situation, this is just like a random sidebar, but just food for thought. Was it really that spontaneous? Because were they not seeing the trophies at their respective locations? Did the man in the tuxedo astronaut spacesuit, did he just like descend from their ceiling that's like an inception moment so we'll just have to figure that one out later so what i was saying with this variety article is a lot of the networks were saying that they were still trying to make this happen right and this is where i was like you guys are really doing a lot because now i'm talking about like the e-news and the ktla and the good day la etc what they did was they set up red carpets on their studio lots for their hosts to go and be And then they would just, the hosts would talk to each other about the nominees and quote, fashion of the evening, 
and would occasionally have a celebrity hop on remotely, kind of like a Zoom interview. So the interview would, interviewer would be on the red carpet and the winner or the nominee would be on, on a screen talking to them. I feel like the executives who talked about making it work and making it happen, they sort of pride themselves on thinking outside the box, if you will. I personally just felt like, especially when I saw the E setup, it was like the white flowers and the live from the E carpet, like the regular thing. And I was like, this is what you guys call reinventing the wheel. What? Because the person was on a Zoom? My friend Shalar, who I talked about before, she had made a great point. She said, this is a creative arts business. So why aren't you guys being creative? You couldn't be a little more creative. An example she brought up was maybe all the nominees or the hosts on E or whoever wear a dress or an outfit that the average person could go get and say where it's from and something they could afford in such horrible times and feel nice. Like perfect example right there. Nothing was really outside the box. It felt very old school and very like sort of odd. So that I think is a reason that leading up to the show, people were like, for real guys, like why even bother? It also makes you think about where these studios priorities lie. Is it really to put on a good show? Is it to make money? Is it to stay relevant? Now, the kicker of the afternoon is E. I always am reluctant to sort of be critical because I could see where people would be like, well, bitch, why are you in this business? I'm in this business because I love this business. But especially, like I said, in times like this, I see how it could be better. And I see how celebs could do better. This whole thing was so bizarre. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for this one. Hold on. I'm going to take a sip of my latte. So the day before the Emmys, it was announced in a Variety article that E, like these other networks setting up carpets, et cetera, their reporter lineup. Now, the two main draws were Juliana Rancic, who is like the staple, right? She's been doing it 20 years, and Vivica A. Fox. I'm at the beach hanging out with a seagull, taking in what is left of my sanity. When I get a notification, this was yesterday, the day of the Emmys, when I get a notification, basically at the same time the pre-show is about to start, that both Juliana and Vivica magically tested positive for COVID, so they couldn't come to the show. This is really odd because, first of all, I've done many of these things. I have, I've been on so many sides. I used to be a producer at VH1. I've been on all of these sets. I've been on movie sets. I've been on show sets. I've been on award show sets. I'll tell you this right now. If you are expected to host something, you are not like flying in five minutes before that day. Juliana, I don't think is even based in LA. I think you guys, right? She's in Chicago. So she definitely would have known about this. She would have already been in LA. Do you get what I'm saying? And she posted a video where she's like, my husband and my son and I, we all tested. And because of E and NBC's really strict rules, you know, we're all staying home and taking care of each other, meaning she never left to come here meaning she must have known if she really has, quote, COVID, she must have known days prior, which again, the day before they announced she was going to do it. So something is weird. Vivica A. Fox, nowhere to be seen. Nothing on her Instagram story. And by the way, I've met Vivica. Here's a little clip. How is, is it difficult? Because I just got out here in Hollywood. Help me out. Show me the ways. Oh, What's the deal? Honey, your men will be back east. All the guys back here, all in LA, a little bit of starving artists. Oh, oh no, that's all I need to Yeah, but you don't need to be no sponsor. And I've met Juliana. She was actually one of my first red carpet interviews in New York City. And she actually told me that I could be her replacement on E. Yeah, you can take over for me. Okay. 
doesn't want to hear that right now. Both nice ladies, but automatically you're like, wait, what? This is like some fishy ass shit now. My friend said to me, he was like, do you think that they got scared and they didn't want to travel? I don't know. This is for my conspiracy theorists. My good friend, I'm not going to say her name, even though she doesn't care. She was like, girl, go for it. Guns blazing. Let's do this shit. She used to work at E for a, a long time. She was on the red carpet. She was in the office. She was writing. She, she was in it. She and I were talking last night and she said to me, if I know E, I think that this was all sort of calculated. She said, I think that they knew they weren't going to get good ratings. And we all know that E's in trouble. You guys, they just let go of E! News after how long? Which I, I know I rag on them, but I don't like to see. Sidebar, I'm in this business. Like I, which is why part of me is glad that the show went on last night and there, there were jobs provided. Like I want to see this business continue. Clearly I'm in it. But she said, if I know them, they knew that they weren't going to be getting ratings and they pulled some sort of stunt, if you will, like this. The day, if not minute, the show was supposed to start. That's just some food for thought. And she said, you know, in terms of the whole COVID thing, maybe NBC, you know, they didn't want to get canceled, if you will. They had to play it smart. The other thing is one of their hosts, Erin Lim, who I've seen her on many, many carpets. She, I don't know if she actually got engaged on the carpet, but I know she was showing off her engagement ring. That's another thing my friend was like, I not only guarantee you that, not guarantee you, sorry. Okay, maybe I'm paraphrasing because I'm like, you know, dramatic effect. But she said, I wouldn't be surprised if that was another publicity stunt from Eat as a last minute, you know, dire thing to get viewers. She's like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones who bought the ring. So that is kind of fascinating in and of itself. And just, and I know you're probably like, what? You guys are some crazy ass bitches. Listen, this business is savage. Publicity stunts happen. Hence a lot of celebrity couples who get together and then break up. Shame is not a thing that exists in this game. So did this all shake out in a really weird, bizarre way to get attention and pull ratings? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not convinced one way or the other. I just wanted to throw it out to you guys because like I said, I had some insider intel and I thought that that was completely fascinating. Whether it's true or not, I bring it back yet again, a full circle moment to priorities say this was orchestrated by the powers that be at e that is their priority to get ratings to get viewers to make some news newsy headlines to get people to watch my friend wouldn't put a past them who worked there for a long time so should you i i don't know so you guys as we wrap up our time together as we take our burnt s'mores as we take our roasted marshmallows i wanted to leave this hopeful but the thing that really, really sticks out in my mind, there's never been a time like this. You couldn't just even pretend. I mean, you're actors. You couldn't even pretend to be on our level for a minute in a time when people need hope. You know, we've lost enough already and we have to get rubbed in our faces that we don't have those things that we may never honestly at the rate that things are going i'm not trying to be bleak but this is what's going on in people's minds again some of them played it perfect in my opinion some of them were chill and respectful but to the others who were so extra and over the top again three words read the room if you can't 
take a little tiny bit of a backseat for once, just one time, then when will you ever? This was a glaring, glaring example of just really not being able to check yourself. That is some, some mores for thought for you.